Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. Welcome, Reading Aloud community, to our series on pandemic partnerships. In this series, we'll have conversations with 10 different couples and singles from across the country to dive deeper into how relationships are handling this ongoing global pandemic as we close out our second full year of COVID being a thing in our lives. We hope this series helps you in your own relationships and partnerships during this heavy time. Thanks for listening to the Reading Aloud pandemic partnership series. And as always, if you have any questions, or feedback for Marisol and Adam, please connect with us on social media at Reading Aloud Podcast. Or our email, readingaloudlove at gmail.com. Enjoy. Enjoy. You know, longtime member of the National Stuttering Association. And especially during the pandemic, I've been doing a lot of like workshops and get togethers because we haven't eat, we haven't had a chance to have our conferences. You know, we have an annual conference around the country uh, in a different city every year. And so I've been doing a lot of that. And it's been been wonderful because it, um, as well as doing it and staying in touch with people who stutter, it is, um, it's gotten me, it's, it's helped with the anxiety of being on a Zoom, of talking to people, of speaking to people. So I've been really, really enjoying that during the pandemic. It's been, um, it's been a great way for us to stay in touch. And it's so important, uh, so important. because the NSA has been huge in, uh, in people's lives. Yeah, it's a unique and specific community and you can't get that kind of understanding and support anywhere else that's quite like that. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the pandemic's impact on relationships in your life because that's, you know, probably one of the most important in a lot of ways. And so today we welcome Bill Nimmelman and we're so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for being on the Reading Aloud podcast Absolutely. Bill's a longtime family member, friend of mine and my family, and we just love him so much. So we're so glad that you're here. And you're calling in from? I'm calling in from Buffalo, New York, where uh, I moved. I moved back. I'm from here. Was actually brought up here actually for the first 13 years of my life, I lived in Niagara Falls, New York, which is very, very close to here in the honeymoon capital of the world and uh, moved back to to Buffalo, moved down after college, moved down to Dallas. Your your sweet mother in Marisol hired me at my first job at an ad agency. I'm a graphic artist and... uh, Spent 25 years in Dallas and then moved back up to Buffalo and have been here since 2007. I remember when you moved back to Buffalo, it seemed so wrong at the time. Yeah, but it turned out it turned out to be great. You know, yeah. to get back and close to family. I purchased a and restored an old um, 
really beautiful home that has a lot of history and it's been a uh it has been a labor of love keeping it uh keeping it new and improved yeah well from what we can work in old homes yeah, yeah, for sure. And from what we can see, it looks beautiful. And, you know, I've been in your home, home, I was in your home in Dallas, and it's beautiful and full of your art and art of other great artists in your life. And I can only imagine that this home is equally as beautiful, if not more. So I'm curious, Bill, you know, we um, thank you for sharing that story of kind of how you got to the, the physical place of where you're at. How are you showing up to this conversation? What kind of state of being are you in at the, at the present moment? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful in my personal life, in a new relationship that is great with a lovely, lovely woman and very, very kind woman, which is, I think is very important at this time. But I'm also have a lot of anxiety about what's going on in the world and in the country. So it is, um, I talk on the phone with family and friends and we always say, let's end the phone call with something good that's going on because it's been, it's been very, very tough. And the pandemic was very tough and a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. also. Um, but, um, for the most part, uh, doing well, enjoying my home. I'm a graphic artist, but my work over the years, when you get older, you lose clients, clients retire. And I've actually moved away a lot from the graphic design. I still do quite a bit of graphic design work, especially with clients still in Dallas not as much uh, here in Buffalo, but I've been doing a lot more of the fine art and the painting. And um, my sister and I started an Etsy shop. Wait, 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 wait. We have to tell the story of this because we started your sister's Etsy shop in a roundabout way, right? Yes, you did. You, You had a a major hand, you guys had one of the most beautiful weddings. You had an amazing wedding, which I was so happy to attend. It, oh, it was just so great. But one of the things that you had, the actual ceremony took place down at the water, down near the water and everybody walked down and it was an especially hot. Uh, oh, it was so hot. Oh, boy. It Bill, you was. have no idea. I, I was stubborn and wouldn't take my suit off, you know, throughout the thing. And when I finally did, I had a pink tie. And it was so hot. The pink had bled all the way through every layer that I had. And my undershirt was just a, a had, you know, the, the white shirt was now just a pink shirt. So just oh to give you goodness. an idea, it was very hot. There was a lot of sweating. going. It was on. very hot, but it was very beautiful. And one of the things that you had amongst other things, there were so many, it was, it was really actually a vintage wedding in, in a lot of ways. But one thing you had is you walked down the path 
there was a, as I remember, like a wicker basket filled with vintage handkerchiefs uh, that people grabbed and ultimately everybody used, uh, you know, to wipe away the sweat and the tears. And um, I just thought it was such a great idea. So I got back and I was talking to my sister Pam and I told her about that. And we go out to like estate sales or we'll go out in the country to country stores. And there was a store that had very inexpensively a big basket filled with handkerchiefs and we bought them all up and she put them on the Etsy site and oh my god we sell so many handkerchiefs in fact I just glanced at my cell phone and we just had a sale and it's oh, probably wow. a handkerchief so, <laughs> so, so where where, uh, where did we put that contract for like I think it was like 20 percent of the profits or something I, that, like that, that I always joke I, idea yeah <laughs> I always every time a handkerchief sells Pam sends me a text that says Marisol and Mary. <laughs> That's awesome. And your mom, she loves that. She loves that. So cool. I mean, I think that, you know, our wedding had some, because you're right, there was a lot of intention and we've talked about how we planned our wedding. And I think that there was some deeper impact that we, we couldn't have anticipated, but we definitely had hoped for. And that's definitely not one we anticipated, but I love that that's one of the things that came from it, not to take complete ownership over your entire Etsy shop or to suggest that we do in fact deserve 20%, (laughs) but (laughs) It's amazing that there are creative ideas in everything. Everything that happens brings creativity. And the other and the other part of it, which has been so much a part of my of our Etsy shop, has been the the old, you know, I've one one of my favorite things has always been, and I've always said, finding cool shit. And um, I have always enjoyed that interior space and interior design and one person's trash is another person's treasure. So that's all in this. And I just, we both are so love doing it. And it's, it's really, we're very, very close anyways, but it's brought, it's brought us even closer and communicating with people around the country and um we've we've grown it we've had a lot of success with it and so it's it's just wonderful i want to i want to ask you you know you talked about at the beginning of the pandemic feeling anxious and probably like many of us feeling really uncertain about what what it meant and what was going to happen and how we were going to navigate it and i'm curious you know, you also said you're in a really loving relationship right now with a new person, a new woman who's very kind and how important that is for navigating not just the where we are in the pandemic, but probably just where you are in your life in general and then also the current events on a global scale. So I want to hear a little bit the highlights of, of and, 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 and like I mean that by like the highlights, like births, deaths, 
um, relationships coming and goings? Like how, how did you do relationship with family, with friends, dating, et cetera, since the pandemic? Well, I had, we as a family had an amazing thing happen that my, my father, um, um, his, his health, it deteriorated and ultimately um, he passed away um, one week before the pandemic really took hold. Um, he died on March 3rd. I was going to say, uh, we must be at the anniversary of that. We are in two days, wow. um, which is amazing that it's already been, been two years. But he was, you know, my father lived a long, beautiful life. And he was, my folks live in a senior uh, assisted living place um, here in town. And my father passed away at 90 years old. And my mother right now is 90. And she, um, she is, we, we always say she is 90 going on 20 years younger. Mm-hmm. She is so vivacious and vibrant. And my father always was, but he started to deteriorate. He had a fall a couple of years, a year and a half before. And really his health started to de- de- deteriorate. And he was pretty much ready to go. We feel so absolutely lucky that that it it was not after the the shit hit the fan with uh, with the pandemic. My brother and sister in law came in from Oregon. We had a beautiful uh, funeral. Everybody was together. They flew home and literally two or three days afterwards, you know, there were no more flights or, uh, you know, they were starting to talk about it very, very seriously. So we feel it was such a blessing because immediately after that, you started to hear of friends and you started to hear of, of, of actually you know, my folks' friends. And uh, I had a couple of relatives who did not have that, who, who, uh, who passed away and there was no funeral or no memorial and, and that. And, and the families weren't able to get together. And there was not the, I'm, I'm Jewish, so there was not the uh, shiva uh, uh, calls at the house. Um, and to get together and to really, really to send my father off right and to have like two sides of it um, where I, I felt such a blessing at the beginning, but then a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety with friends and hearing stories and especially because the pandemic really, New York State and New York City uh, really was at the beginning, major stuff that happened at the beginning was Yeah, it was all there and it was, you know, y'all were 
experiencing things for the first time that then we learned from that then when it came into other cities, we had more information. And so there was potentially sometimes less devastation, but it's, it was terrible. It, I mean, it, it has been. And I don't think I realized that New York State also, but of course that makes sense because of by proxy. But yeah. So, so anyways, I'm curious also, so what I'm hearing is, is there was the initial death, but then there was so much gratitude that y'all got in at the 11th hour and were able to be with and do what you call, you know, the right thing for your father's passing. And so many people didn't have that. And so then, you know, but then in came the anxiety. And so I really want to turn also towards other relationships in your life, like how you navigated that, how you live, were you dating at the time, things like that? Actually, I was not. I had friendships. I I work out of my home and I have been working out of my home forever. Um, and so I I always felt like it was easier for me maybe because it was a routine that I was already in and I had the phone and I had my friends and and the interesting thing I I have two homes I have uh my not a actual home but I feel like I have two places that are home where I have loved ones and friends that being Dallas and Buffalo. So it was interesting because things were a lot more serious here and a lot more clamped down, um, you know, in grocery shopping and relationships and seeing people much more at the beginning than my friends in Dallas. So I had my, my ability to communicate, and I do communicate um, a lot with with friends and with loved ones. And a large part of my work is being on my own. And when I when I do graphic design, everything, and I and when I paint, and um, you know, in the Etsy shop, uh, there's a lot of time spent. Um, and I love my home and, and, and I feel very, very comfortable in my home. So it was, I just, I found it easier to keep up my routine. Mm -hmm. There wasn't no longer going to a job. I could do what I always do, wake up in the morning and walk in the other room and start my work and relationships you know, with family, I'm very, very close with my family. I'm very close with my friends. So I was able to um, able to be in touch and to also to to tell people what was going on here in New York State because everybody was very interested. Because at the beginning, it it all really centered around what was going on, really you know, with people in the state and, and primarily in New, in New York, New York. Yeah, you felt like you were in the, the like the epicenter at the beginning. Oh there. my gosh, it was amazing. And you yeah. were, yeah. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. 
Hey, we hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Reading Aloud podcast. If you're interested in learning more or inquiring about working directly with Mighty Souls Fashion Therapy or Adam's Modern Man Training, you can totally do that. You can find Mighty Soul at soulreflection.com. That's S O L reflection.com. Or follow her on social media at Soul Reflection. You can email Adam directly at Adam at modern-man.org. We hope to hear from you. Now let's get back to today's conversation. You had an easier time transitioning to this pandemic world because you had um, these, you know, this routine and these systems and these solid relationships that you could rely on and build upon. I'm curious, though, Was there a change in your perception? You know, I actually found for myself that I'm a bit of an introvert to a certain degree, but... I don't think we named that until the pandemic, honestly. What? That I was an introvert? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we talked about that. I think that became crystal clear when you were just as comfortable being at home more than being out because we did a lot before the pandemic. Right, right. Yeah, and so I guess I'm curious, how do you feel like your did did it impact your relationship with yourself in that way was it you know was it um you already seemed to be doing that but then when you were forced to do it did it change how you saw you know being alone working from home navigating the world in that way it changed it in a good way interestingly enough i always felt like a little bit guilty of loving my home space so much (laughs) and loving my solitary existence. And and I don't really have a huge solitary existence. I I have a lot going on, but I've always felt like maybe it's the life of a freelance graphic artist and always having to bring in work. Always have it like, I always used to feel like I just love, I just want to, I don't want to go out and look for a new client or maybe knock on doors. I live, my home is in a uh, really wonderful part of town right around a lot of stores and shops and businesses. And I always felt like I should pound the pavement. You know, the life, uh, it, it very, very much the life of a freelance um, uh, person. And I had an excuse now to stay home and it gave me comfort. It gave me a sense of relaxation that what I was doing um, at home had really kind of set me up for getting through, through this pandemic and having an easier time. And actually guys, sometimes I would talk to people on the phone who couldn't go into work. And um, uh, uh, I have a wonderful next door neighbors uh, and he runs a, a big company and he was had a lot of anxiety talking to him. Um, and he wasn't used to that, um, of being home. And now he is. Now he is and, and is relaxed, much more relaxed in his business. But I, I personally, it kind of, it kind of, I found it gave me an excuse. Um, and 
it kind of helped it, it kind of helped me in a way uh, to as far as my career because I'm uh, 62 years old and I'm I'm heading for home um, and I will always have my my creativity but heading for home in my career feeling like I'm rounding third and how to slide into home in the most relaxed um, way uh, and still continuing to work because I'll always work. Oh, Adam loves a baseball reference. Yeah, well, I, I was when you're giving this, Bill, I'm picturing, you know, well, is is the throw coming in from right field, but you're sliding in in a relaxed way. So this is a more of like a celebratory crossing, you know, the um, <laughs> yeah. are you are, just, you are you Ozzie Smith, you know, doing a backflip onto. The, um, yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of there was a lot of um, there was a lot of that, but it was also again. It is very, very hard being a freelance person because there is that always that thought of what yeah where where's it going to yeah financially plain and yeah. simple we're always yeah. bringing in work and I've always brought in work. Yeah. So I want to get to some juicy stuff um, here on the Reading Loud podcast. We like to go deep and we like to hear all the either we're willing to talk about or other people are willing to share with us. And so is this your first relationship? I want to talk about like romantic relationships. Is this your first relationship since the pandemic started or is this your first relationship in 40 years? I know that's not true, but is this your first relationship? We were talking with a, we have another interview that we did and she was talking about dating during the pandemic and it was so different because, you know, in this day and age, it's all a lot of people are meeting online. And then of course the pandemic created even more of that as, as some people's only option. And so I'm curious how you met this person. Did you do it the old fashioned way walking down the street? You look pretty. Oh, you look nice. <laughs> Did somebody introduce you? Did you meet online and how, how's love? Well, we actually met in a uh, in a beautiful way over the over the summer. As I said, my house is in a um, really vibrant part of town. Uh, in fact, right across the street, um, there is a park in between like the other side of the street of my street, the houses on the other side of the street are about a hundred yards away. And in between there is a Greenway Park that is through this city. There are different Greenway Parks. Mine happens to be um, in one of the most, I mean, People come to my yeah. Yours is the best. It's called Elmwood Village, and the, and one of the things that they have on the Greenway, you know, besides protests, besides celebrations, besides the finish line for for runs and marathons, is a farmers market, and she was at the farmers market. And during the summer, most every weekend, 
I'll drag the items from our Etsy shop that are harder to ship and would be fragile, like mirrors, large mirrors and frames. I'll drag them out on the driveway. And I'll just, I have a beautiful porch and a go over to the farmer's market and I'll get my chocolate croissant and I'll sit on the porch and people just come up and look um, at the stuff. And it's, it's a wonderful way to meet people. And she walked up. So, so wait, if I'm hearing correct, backing up now. So the inspiration from our wedding. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna. <laughs> there you go. We're uh, we're just in the business of taking all the credit. So she walked up, and she is um, one of the things that she's done in her life, amongst many many things, is she's an art restorer. So she kind of walked up and was looking, and we both were I. I actually had a friend um, over uh, who had just moved back to, uh, had moved back to Buffalo and we were uh, talking on the porch and she walked up, she walked up and was looking and then she, she actually kind of started the conversation, but we were both obviously very interested in each other, but she was with her, um, she was actually her boss uh, happened to be at the farmer's market and she connected with him and, and walked up with him. And um, really, I didn't know uh, that, that it was her boss at the time. And she didn't, I was, I was thinking the whole time, how do I give this woman my card? Uh, because she seems like, you know, we're connecting and we both kind of like each other. I could tell she was asking me a lot of questions and she wanted to see some frames. She does um, art restoration, but also like frame, fra framing like restoration. So we just kept, I, we just kept it going. I went down in the, I, I actually went down in the storage in the basement and brought up some frames. We were looking and she said on one frame in particular, oh, this frame is very cool. I would love to see some other frame. I said, well, why don't I hand you a card? Uh, uh, there, there was the opening. The, oh, the unique frame was, that was she it. loved it and I loved it. And, uh, and then um, uh, I gave her a card and uh, maybe like a week afterwards, she just wrote me, hi, I'm the, I'm the person who, who walked up to your driveway sale. And, um, and we got together and um, really I was at the point that I was looking, had a lot of, a lot of relationships in my life and never been married uh, and was looking for a good relationship. Feeling like, you know, having some anxiety throughout my life because I would have loved to have found someone and had a, had a wonderful relationship and marriage and kids. 
and not having kids, but I've come to terms with that a lot and know what I'm looking for and was really looking for a lovely, kind person who I had stuff in common and would, I love, as I said, with my work and my home, I love my alone time. I'm very, very comfortable on my own. I'm very independent, but I love being in a relationship and I love love. Oh, we lo- we say that often. We love love. That's oh. so special. It's, I, yeah. Yeah. I just love I love give to a woman. I, I, I just, I just love that. So I was looking and I've, I've had good relationships. I've had bad relationships. I've had freaky relationships. I, you know, wanting to get out of them and knowing it's not going to work and hoping that it would work and wanting to stay in a relationship and being heartbroken So I just have really reached a point, I feel, of personal wisdom of what I really want. And I've been pleasantly just, you know, I almost say surprised, but I'm not surprised with her because I knew the first time we got together what type of person she was. And everybody's got their shit. Here I go again using the profanity, but um, yeah. And it is okay because everybody does, you know, um, and, um, and it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's somebody that I really want to care for. I, I really, every time I'm with her, yeah, I will. I I just want to care for her. And that makes me feel really, really good. Mm, Thank you so much for sharing that bill. We love love and it's, and you do, you have a lot of love to give. And, and so it's wonderful that you have somebody who's willing to receive that and for whom you are interested in and willing to give to, you know, I think people think a lot about wanting to receive love and can someone love me? And I, but like forgetting how valuable it is to give love. And maybe there are people listening today that are thinking, no, that's the best part is the giving love. But I I, I think that, you know, by nature, we're self-centric and really thinking, you know, what can I get out of this situation? Or am I going to be okay in this situation? But what a joy it is to find somebody that you just want to give to unconditionally. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. You just got me thinking, and well, before I go into that, Bill, I really appreciate um, the words that you've shared, you, you know, I think that, um, 
even the line everybody has their own shit is really important to understand in terms of relationships and as i've thought about it before to the individual to the person no matter what the shit is it's it's very meaningful and important to them you know it's very impactful to them and it's not a everybody's different things that we're we're bringing to relationships or they're all very different and could be compared outside of the person on what is more intense or what is not more intense, but to the individual, it's, it can be just as impactful no matter what level of intensity it is. And so I think that's just really wise and important you know, that weird statement, everybody's got their own shit. Um, I would say too, that I think too, you know, this, this giving and receiving um, love is really important. And I think you're right, my soul, but I also, I think we are self-centric in thinking about receiving love, but I, I think that I actually there, think this is just the difference between you and well, me. Well, I, is but that I, you're a giver and I'm a taker. <laughs> but well, I, I think that I think that you're right. And naturally, people are thinking about what can I get out of this. But at the same time, I think society kind of conditions us to be givers in a lot of ways and pushes us to be givers. And, and if you're not a giver, yeah, but there, no, but there's so much wrapped Bill, up. This in... is where we fight on the podcast. So you can just kind of take a step. I heard your podcast. <laughs> I love the fighting. <laughs> now the, 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 when it comes to love, because it's so fundamental, it's so, it's like at the core of what we need is to have belonging and love. It's so tender. I think that yeah. there's a lot that's wrapped up in safety and security. And then there's always a lot of reminders of how we were raised and did we feel that love and how, are we recreating the love that we experienced growing up good or bad, or, um, are we going to get something different or, or, or even like Bill was saying, like, as you be, um, more in, in touch with the personal wisdom, you know, knowing what you want out of love, cause it changes. I mean, when we're 20, for me, it was like, all I wanted was marriage. And then for a while, it was like, all I wanted was to have fun. And then, you know, it just changes what you need out of it. But I don't think it's often that you go around looking like, who who can I love? Who can I give love to? I don't yeah. think you think of it like that. It's like, yeah. We just respect that a lot, I think, is what we're trying to suss out here. Overarchingly, not only in your life, but, you know, bigger picture, your perception of how you think this pandemic time has impacted relationships. I actually think, I think in a lot of ways, life is precious. It's, it's, it's really brought out that, that point. I mean, with me, I think it's that it's helped uh, me personally. And you were, you know, you were saying in your last thing, you were talking about everybody's got their shit, but everybody is so fearful of their shit and exposing and they feel panic with exposing who they are, where really it's okay. It's, it's okay for you. you. You should own that. And I, I own your, it's okay that you have that because everybody else has, has theirs, you know? And I, um, I was just uh, telling a story uh, uh, out of my girlfriend the other uh, day because she was talking about something that brings her anxiety. And I was talking about, I used to drive in my twenties, you were just talking to myself about um, the stages of your life. And I remember in my twenties for a 
person who stutters your 20s when you're trying to find a relationship or trying to find a woman and thinking, are they ever going to want to want to be with me? And I and my speech had more more severity when I was in my 20s. Um, um, and I used to and my starting my my freelance business and answering the phone. And for a time, having a problem in saying the word, hello, this is Bill. And I used to feel like, uh, like I had to say that, like, hello, this is Bill. And I would, I would stutter and think, I, oh my gosh, I can't do that, which brings more fear and more, and more anxiety. And I used to drive around and sometimes drive and look at other people in cars driving around and just think, oh my God, they're not even thinking about this stuff. They're not even, oh my God, they have such a carefree life. Mm -hmm. And it was so foolish. It was that because they had their own stuff. They had a bad relationship. They were going through a divorce. They had a child who was sick. And just in relationships, I think the pandemic has at least for me, it's brought me closer in relationships. Maybe it's brought the wisdom of what I want in a relationship. It's helped to bring the wisdom. I, when the pandemic started, because I had always calculated that I would move move to Buffalo, buy an old home in this beautiful area, restore it, and then ultimately maybe restore it and sell the house. Uh, as I got closer to where I am now and maybe move into a smaller place because I have a a large home and taking care of the large home is wonderful and I enjoy it but I I was I was thinking of possibly of downsizing and I actually purchased a fantastic smaller home that's very close to my home and I had mixed feelings and the pandemic came on and I I ultimately, when nobody was looking at my house and interested in my house, so I walked away. I walked away from the, from the closing, two, two, three weeks before the closing. And it was the greatest thing that happened to me because I love my home. I realized I love my home. I have a relationship with my home. And it became like my love, uh, and my love and being around people. I live on a very, as I said, a very busy area. I could open up the front door during the pandemic and there was always something going on, always somebody to wave to. And it's the relationship. It's not a a love relationship, but almost it was a a love relationship. I think think that that's reasonable to say is that it was like a love relationship. And you know, I'll even go so far as to say that I'm inferring here, so correct me if I'm wrong, but there was a deepening of love with self too, because when we come to a place where we know more about what we want, that's because we know ourselves more. And like you were saying, there was this internal dialogue that was happening, let's just say with work. 
I should be pounding the pavement, right? Like I should be doing this other thing. And then the pandemic took away the option to do that for a time. And so you were forced to just be in the position that you had always been in anyways. And then that recognition and acceptance of like, oh, this is not only where I want to be. This is, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And to then the preciousness of relationships that became evident and the love relationship that you have with your home to the point where now you've met somebody that is exactly who you want to care for and want to love. You know, I would, I would say it's, it's a deeper understanding of self, which is also a love relationship with self. Um, And I'll say for me, that has also been true that I have gotten to know myself better uh, during this time because of the turning off the noise and all the expectations and just quieting up a little bit. You know, Marisol, I've, I've watched you grow, you know, Uh, I've, I've watched you from when you were a few weeks old, uh, you know, to now. And um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm so not surprised to be sitting here and talking to you guys. And after I met you, Adam, it just took, like happens often with me, it took me five minutes to realize who you were and what you were about. And it just seems to me like it's a culmination of who you, who you kind of always were. You were always had the spirit and the love and, um, you know, in your friendships. And I, I, I remember, you know, art shows at your, at your mother's uh, uh, studio down in Oak Cliff and your friends were off and around and the love that you had and the relationship. And um, uh, always with you, it was finding that right person and you, as I say with the house, I was just going to give you, you were saying that Adam loves the baseball terms. When I, when I walked away from the house sale and when I met Adam, I think I might have said to your folks, um, home run ball. Uh, it was both of them. That was the clincher when I stayed in the house. And what you said uh, about it, it really cleared my head of where I want the final, if I'm lucky, the final one third of my life, or maybe even, well, certainly not half of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm beyond. Unless I end up being the oldest man in America. That's but, it's uh, always possible. Set your sights high. Yeah, I know. But um, it cleared my head to where I wanted to go. It gave me wisdom and, um, and a good relationship is just a, a loving relationship with somebody who is spontaneous and honest and, and intelligent and, and creative. And hopefully, I mean, we're just, very new in the relationship and still say that we don't really know each other. We know, we, we know enough now to really care for each other and very excited about the future, but it brought so much clarity. So through the, 
through the sadness. So it was a constant thing every day. It was very, very interesting um, and very weird at times because there were times where I was actually feeling kind of like joyous at times. And, um, you know, through all of the, um, through all of the sadness. Thank you for sharing that, Bill. I really appreciate those words. We've got one final kind of quirky question, um, but we've received a variety of answers uh, to this question. So have you picked up in the past two years now that we've been in this uh, pandemic, have you picked up any weird COVID-related habits? Um, I wear a mask. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I, I I would only say I have very, very strong political views. I've always been a political junkie. You know, I lean towards the left. I lean towards uh, caring for humanity. I would always say everybody has a right to their opinion uh, as far as is politically, I don't even know if this is answering your question, but it's, go, it's for really, it. go for it. I yeah. don't feel the, I don't feel the fear or of saying that. Uh, I, I don't, I, I feel the fear uh, or I feel a habit is being outspoken about how I feel and about, I think there, this is a time to step up and to look at the and to look at humanity and to look at the country and to look at the, the, the fake stuff and 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 just which is 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 not good and so it's it, it's a habit i i don't know if it's quirky it's not it's not really quirky but it's a habit that now has become part of my life to be to be honest to be honest with people, to be honest with friends, it's been hard. I have some friends who sometimes you have those conversations and you're like actually holding the phone away for, for a time and you're going, oh no, please not you, you know? And it's been hard. It's, it's, it's been hard. Um, I feel it's a time that's also brought clarity with that of, of the right way. And the right way is a soulful way. And the right way is through love and caring for each other and, and thinking about others instead of thinking about yourself all the time. So that would pretty much be, as I said, I'm very, very lucky because my routine, my daily routine was very much, I don't know, I, I, uninterrupted yeah i mean that right, is yeah. yeah we we also are very privileged we you know all of our systems were able to smoothly and naturally move home and so in that way <clears throat> we were very fortunate and and you know that comes from deep privilege and so I really appreciate that, though. I think that the courage to say the truth, to be honest, the courage to speak your truth, the courage to stand up for what you believe is right is an incredible COVID habit to have acquired. And I'm really grateful that you said that. Again, we get different answers every time. And I, I love that one, Bill. So we're so, so grateful to have had you on the Reading Aloud podcast. And thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks oh, for I your time. It. I enjoyed it. 
Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.